As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Takeoff Audio Experience. I'm your host, Atto. On this podcast, we provide you the tools to build wealth the right way through investing and entrepreneurship. Everything is fair game. So in this podcast, you'll hear from experts in property and stock investing, crypto, entrepreneurship, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So we've got a very, very, very special guest here to talk to you about property investing. Warren Gosling, a massive, massive fan of his, and I thought he would be the perfect person to start this new series. So, Warren, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's great to be here, and um, yeah, talking about my favorite subject, really, property. So, yeah, looking forward to this, man. Awesome, awesome. So, I've watched a lot of your videos on YouTube, and I must say, like, I'm really, really impressed with the amount of knowledge that you give out there and it's really really inspiring because personally for myself I only have one property at the moment so it's something that I'm looking to get and I'm sure that my subscribers are going to find a lot of value so Warren why do you explain who are you exactly yeah I mean so my name is Warren Gosling um grew up in in ends in southeast London uh very much working class and accounts to stay and um yeah I, I really went into banking um from school economics was you know, one of my favorite subjects, I had a great teacher. And it's one of those things at school, you know, when you get a really good teacher, I mean, this guy could have taught PE, I would have gone into <laughs> geography, I would have been a geologist, yeah. but it just happened to be economics. Um, really enjoyed the subject. And off the back of that, I went into banking during 2008, which was a really interesting time. Um, and, you know, funnily enough, a lot of that was caused by a housing market subprime mortgage crisis. Wow. Um, you know, um, during 2008, the last big crash and really like, you know, kind of switched my attention towards or caught my attention then property did um, and, and money in general, just finance. And over the last few years, just been doing, you know, more or well, last year, really been doing more on social media to kind of educate people more on economics and finance based on my background. I want to give back to 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 people. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell, really. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And like I said, I'm a massive fan 
of okay. what you do. What actually got you into property investing? Why did you think about property, not stocks? At the time, I was actually um, working in a consultancy, still in banking, but in okay. a consultancy capacity and being, you know, connected or affiliated with the finance industry. The hours yeah. can be hard. So mm -hmm. I was at a time when I was like, you know, in my um, you know, late 20s, and I was just doing mad, mad hours. And <laughs> I actually got burnt out. So yeah. at the time, I didn't actually know what burnout was. I didn't know what was happening to me, but I was just like incapacitated for, wow. you know, altogether when I add it all up, the best part of probably about nine months when you add it all together. And I just, I had time to really stop and take stock. You know, whilst I'm sitting at home, Mm -hmm. And I'm not working. I'm not like, I'm a worker. You know, I love to work. I love to be occupied. Yeah. So I work myself too hard. Wow. So anyway, I thought, well, what do I really want from life? And I just came to the conclusion over the course of a few months that I like to work. I like finance, but I don't want to do this forever. I don't even want to do this past 40. So <laughs> I was like, I need to... <laughs> yeah, I got a bit dramatic. Uh, but I was like, I want to replace my income. So... Mm -hmm. Um, you asked why not stocks and you know other types of stuff I was really like what is something that you can invest in or mm -hmm. what is something that you can put your money in that is going to give you a regular stream of income per month that yeah. is equivalent to or greater to your wage that you can scale up looked at stocks possible with dividends but you have to have millions invested in stocks to actually yeah. get a regular income that's good that's true that's very true um, yeah I do still invest in stocks, but you know, it's not my primary focus. Um, I looked at starting a business, but I had no ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be great. But, and you know, you're working as well, like arguably just as hard if you're trying to, you know, build a business up off the ground. But anyway, came to property. And the great thing about property is that you can get a regular income from, from rent per month yeah. that can replace your wage, but also you benefit from, capital appreciation over time yeah. so you know property in the uk doubles approximately every 10 years wow. um, in price so you know i was like well if i invest now um i can replace my income maybe over the course of like five to ten years and also when yeah. i get to like you know 40 50 60 could be sitting on you know potentially millions um wow. of capital to give to kids and all that kind of good stuff so wow yeah wow. that was that was what 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 how i arrived at property Wow, wow. You said so much. You talked about like financial freedom. Do not wanting to work your nine to five when you're getting into your 40s. We're talking about like generating like a second stream of income, which is actually very important in this day and age. A lot of people rely on one income. And the issue with that is if you lose that income, what else do you have coming in? So having that as a thought is, is, is great. And then the capital appreciation is another thing where you can enable yourself to build well. So th those are some really, really, really great things. But before we continue going into property investing, I actually wanted to ask you a very quick question. What's your worst financial mistake that you've made? I would say a credit card. I don't think credit cards are bad. Mm -hmm. Credit cards are actually good. They can help you build your credit mm -hmm. and all of that. But I overborrowed. Yeah. I was early 20s and the boys were going to Miami yeah. and I needed money. And it just happened to be at the same time. Um, and this is a whole other conversation, but banks were just inundating me with offers for credit cards. <laughs> and I had no prior credit history um, or real meaningful working experience by then. They offered me a credit card of a 10,000 pound limit. 
Wow. And it just happened to be that the holiday and the offer kind of synced and I made a decision to take it. And I probably spent the next, I'd say five, five, wow. six years that back. Um, wow. You know, that we can talk all day about, you know, giving them those kind of credit lock card limits to young people. But yeah, that, that was a mistake that, that I learned from. <laughs> the hard yeah, one. that honestly, I feel like I could have made the same mistake if Miami was on the table. I feel like I would have definitely wanted to get a credit card as well. I've heard so many stories about Miami being so so expensive, like it's crazy, but I'm sure it was worth it. You've got the experience, you know. Obviously, I'll never forget that holiday. I'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a funny story. I remember we was at a pool party, and this is just Miami mm. in a nutshell. Yeah, they were going around with um, you know, like Chirac vodka. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I um, love Sorok. It's it's good stuff, man. And I discovered it out there. So <laughs> I kind of like this new drink and I got addicted to it. But anyway, there was like a shop across the road from where we were staying. You could buy it there mm-hmm. for like, I don't know, it's about, you know, $50, $60. It was in a pool party, kind of like an exclusive pool party. It wasn't mm-hmm. even mine. We just, you know, met some friends and went there. I was like, yeah, I'll take a bottle of Sorok. It brought it yeah. over $500. Wow. I don't, wow. It didn't make any sense, and you know, that's insane. And um, you know, that's where five hundred dollars of that ten thousand limit went to. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Five percent of your money—that is bad. <laughs> I just had to do the quick maths on that. <laughs> I know, yeah, that was very, very sharp. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is insane. I love hearing stories like that because what it does is. We're all human at the end of the day. We all yeah. make, you know, financial mistakes and we have to go through them sometimes to be able to understand what we want. And it doesn't mean that we're bad people. It's just something that happens in life at the end of the day. You're not going to be pitch perfect and you shouldn't be pitch perfect. You know, life isn't pitch perfect. Sometimes it's okay to, to stray off the path, but at the same time, try and get yourself back on the path like Warren yeah. did here. Now he's a, you know, he's a property mogul. Going back into the property investing, how many properties do you have in your portfolio at the moment? Um, I've got three uh, buy to lets um, okay. and, and one that, you know, we own, um, but okay. three right now. And yeah, I've kind of awesome. accumulated um, those over the last four years, really. Wow. In four years? you yeah, got yeah. four properties in four years? Yeah. yeah oh I'll my start. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. How, how did you do that? How? <laughs> How did you do this? Um, yeah, you know what? It's funny. I made a video on it. Um, what it so what I did is, uh, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of the video how I uh, quit mm-hmm. my job and traveling. Well, I didn't say yeah. I went traveling. I did go traveling. And I thought mm-hmm. about what I wanted to do. And, you know, I arrived at property. I had yeah. to basically increase my income, bro. So I went from working perm to mm-hmm. contracting. Uh, which is mm-hmm. a lot more money. It was part of my bigger strategy. I was like, I need to replace yeah. my income in, you know, five to 10 years. So I need yeah. more money. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in a nutshell, uh, really, it, it was um, changing, uh, you know, I re-specialized in an okay. area of work I wasn't a specialist in um, mm-hmm. that paid more money, but was something that I could kind of segue or transfer into um, still within mm-hmm. banking. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've been doing this contract to life for the last... Um, came back in 2015 so for the last okay. six years wow i buy up north so i buy cheaper okay property, um, okay okay get to in, London in four years no way wow even then that's that's still 
insane because you're literally going through the process multiple times. You're saving, you're supposed to stacking, paying a deposit, going through that, you're stacking again, going through that process again. And that's that's absolutely insane. That's so, so impressive. Like I'm really, I feel like I'm, I'm so proud of you for doing that. Oh, wow. Like that's, that's insane. No, honestly, because it's not something that you hear that much, you know, especially somebody that is so young, like you don't hear that that often. And you had a strategy in place. You said, okay, you know what? I need to improve my, my salary. I need to have a higher salary so that I can save, so that I can buy property. You had a strategy. Most people, sometimes when they're, they're looking for jobs, they'll, you know, move or maybe get a 10K increase, 15K increase if they're lucky, right? And then all they're thinking about is getting a, a new whip, a new brand Mercedes Benz, going to go and rent some expensive apartment, think about getting designer bags and other products. They don't think about, actually, you know what? This extra 10 grand, let me save this. Let me think about trying to get myself into property, which you have done and you've shown that it's, it's possible to, to, to do that. So you said that you've got it in North London, not North London, sorry, North of the UK. What areas in particular um, yeah, are your properties located? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm in a uh, Liverpool. I've got two in Liverpool and one in uh, Sheffield mm -hmm. right now. Okay. So, um, okay. Span yeah, really up, up north, like maybe you want to go into Manchester's a bit less affordable these days, but if something yeah. else is good for a good price, I'd go there tomorrow. Also, Liverpool yeah. and very Liverpool, Nottingham and Leeds are also two other play, uh, places that I'm quite keen to go into next. I would love Manchester because there's only two hours on the train to, to get there. Everybody's noticed that now, so it's, it's getting harder. Like Birmingham, Manchester, all these places, they're so accessible now. You can go there and come back in in a day. That's probably why it's, it's so much more expensive. This is another interesting question. What's the value of your portfolio? I'll, I'll answer it in two parts because I actually okay, cool. negotiated um, mm -hmm. And it wasn't huge money, but I negotiated mm. 5k off of one flat and I think wow. off of another one. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the benefit of that is that, you know, you get equity from day one. But exactly. anyway, the first one was 115. The second one mm -hmm. was um, 105, but I got it for 100. Mm -hmm. The third one was 105 again, but I got it for 98, um, 98 and a half. So, um, okay. it's round about 300k. Um, wow! You know, but the the one in the first one I bought in Liverpool, that's already up. Um, I had a desktop appraisal of that, mm -hmm. and they said that's up uh, by fifteen k since I bought it. Wow, so one hundred and thirty now, and the wow. one in things up about five grand. So, but I only got that two years ago. But um, yeah, you know they're they're appreciating in value already. So quite a mm -hmm. bit of equity in there already. This is how I know like you thought this through and you're so smart with your money because that 300k one person might have just gone and bought a, just a 300k property. But you said no. Let me get three properties. They're gonna increase in value in each, and I'm gonna get you know an income from from each of them, and they're gonna grow at different rates. So talk me through that. How did you? think about you know doing that why did you go for three different properties instead of one big property yeah yeah it's a good question so you know you're you know obviously you you being the the, the stocks guy you get one property in mm -hmm. one location for as you said for example for 300k yeah it, if anything happens in that area that one house you're 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 at the mercy of that particular local yeah. market but then you get kind of expand out to three properties in three different mm -hmm. areas you know, one might have a bad year or a bad few years, but the other two yeah. in other areas, those areas might be booming. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're spreading your risk. 
Um, and also I just did, I did probably, I'd say at least a year's worth of research before I even, you know, started picking up or going on Zoopla or right move. Yeah. I was like, okay, so, you know, what, what is a yield? What is capital appreciation? Mm-hmm. How does it grow in different parts of the UK? And, yeah. and luckily, you know, the sources that I was um, tapping into, they, they were saying from like four years ago, bro, you know, go up north, go up north, when nobody yeah. was talking about it. <laughs> I was like, listen, I'm saving, look, sacrificed everything, bro. I didn't, I, yeah. you know, I only just got a car uh, two years ago. You know, you're saying that people like get Wow, that's awesome. I, I, yeah, I, I, a lot of sacrifice. But then I was like, as soon as I get that level, I'm going straight up north and... I took so many trips. I went to like, you know, Manchester, Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I went to all the cities before I even bought one. Um, so yeah, a lot of research. And to answer your original question, I took free because I wanted to spread um, my risk and, you okay. know, hopefully benefit from two different cities that have, have grown over time. Awesome, awesome. That that makes sense now that you think about it. You see, this is how you know I'm not a property investor because I didn't even think of it like that, but you're completely right. Like stocks, you do have to diversify yourself because ultimately, like, like you were saying, some cities are going to, you know, grow rapidly more than others. We don't know which ones are going to be the hotspots. Obviously, Manchester, Birmingham are hotspots because of their train lines, but it's very easily that the other areas that you're talking about, Liverpool, Sheffield, all could be, you know, hotspots in the future. I want to balance it out a little bit because it's sounding all great so far. It's sounding good. But I want to also understand from your side, because of all the experience that you've gained over this last four years, so what's been the worst thing that's happened to you on your property investing journey? Mm. I can give you two examples, actually. But the first one was um, mm-hmm. one of my properties in Liverpool. But I remember um, probably about, I think it was about two years ago now. Yeah. Uh, an agent came to me and they said, hey, uh, we've got a potential person who wants to rent to rent on your property. Okay. Um, yeah, in very um, simple terms, rent to rent is mm-hmm. somebody would approach you, well, me as a landlord and say, hey, I'm going to pay you um, X, which is, you know, usually above what you could rent it out as a buy to let on the market. Yeah. So, for example, right now, I'm renting it out for uh, 625 a month, but he offered yeah. me 750 a month, guaranteed five years. Okay. And in return, he then uses my flat for short-term accommodation. So we're talking like um, Airbnb um, or, and Booking.com. So one, two night, five night stays. He's using the flat for that and he's just keeping the difference. So anyway, I said, yeah, yeah I'll do that. If you're going to guarantee me rent five years, because, you know, being a landlord, tenants yeah. come and go. Um, so you have, you know, in between two, three months at a time when there's just nobody in there. So I was like, yeah, that's quite secure. Anyway, he did all that. Long story short, they changed the rules. So uh, it's a block of flats. And um, the block manager said, we don't want anybody in this block to be using the flats for rent to rent anymore. So the guy said, oh, look, I can't do uh, rent to rent on the flat anymore. I'm going to have to hand you back the keys. Can't do it. I was like, okay, fine. That's okay. I understand the rules are the rules. Um, And then they did an inspection and it turned out the state of the flat was just really bad so he'd taken oh my God. when i summed it all up um i think the number was around about it's about oh, 700 pounds worth of mm. damage so paint was chipped off there were like holes in parts of the wall there was furniture oh and i was just like 
what in <laughs> what in the, yeah oh, i can't even say the word here then anyway not to long out the story but i i i, I called up you know the local council um, I talked to like citizen advice. I said, what legal precautions steps can I take to get that money back? The guy is just taking yeah. a mick. And they said, um, long story short, there's not a lot you can do. They wow. said, by the time you pay, you know, legal fees, take him to court in the time, you will end up spending more than you'll actually get back from him. So they said, you're just going to have to, well, they recommended you, you, you just um, swallow it. Um, so wow. that is the biggest mistake I made. I would never let somebody use my flat in that way again. Um, and I'll oh make sure that I properly vet tenants. Well, I do make sure that I properly vet tenants up front because it can cost you like real money. And it, had, wow. it did cost yeah. Wow, 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 wow. So this guy clearly, whoever he was renting it to, he clearly didn't vet who these people were. He didn't even check what they were doing oh. in the house. He didn't check the state of the house. He didn't do any sort of repairs, nothing. He just wanted to make a quick buck um, yeah. off you like, basically. Oh my gosh, that is, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, I'm glad that that that, that situation has passed. So, yeah. I mean, this is a bit of a sidetrack question uh, with the rent-to-rent. Do you think that you would ever allow anybody to do rent-to-rent again on your properties now having gone through that experience? Um, I, I, I personally wouldn't um, just because of my experience, but I, I'm sure I, I could probably do it again and be absolutely mm-hmm. fine. Um, I, I do take part of my responsibility was that I should have gone and checked on the flat more often because I didn't over the course of nine months. And yeah. I think before you were supposed to check it every six months. So perhaps, mm. well, I'm pretty sure if I'd have gone, you know, at least once or twice over the over those nine months, I would have seen it and been like, hey, sort this out or, or, or go. So that was my that was my fault in that I didn't do that. But obviously, yeah. you shouldn't cause all that damage and, and, and take them you know uh, items with him so um no <laughs> i think i remember watching this video i think i remember watching i think yeah. i yeah i think i remember somebody about taking items oh my god why do people do this i just don't understand like why are you living like cave animals honestly putting holes in the wall like right. chipping blades i don't get it what 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 do you have to do to do something like that like I, it doesn't make no sense doesn't make that's it it doesn't make any sense why somebody would seem to do that but you know people people are crazy out here man oh my gosh oh my god okay so that takes me to the next question because it does sound like you know getting into property investing although it reaps a lot of rewards it also feels like it can be very very challenging so what would you say is the biggest challenge for a beginner to get into property investing or somebody that is new to property investing? What would be their biggest challenges? I'll be honest with you. I think the biggest challenge is getting started. Um, I actually do manage my properties myself. I have um, uh, a letting agency that finds the tenants for me and they collect the rent. Day to day, I I do all of the interaction with with, with the uh, tenants. I talk to my tenants probably Mm -hmm. once every day three months if that like honestly three or four times wow. a year. Uh, you know I, i'm I, I think we touched on it before yeah vetting that's done by good lettings agency they will mm-hmm. give you good tenants where you know they haven't put a hole in the wall they haven't stolen you know coffee tables and you know, <laughs> all these you don't need. i don't get any of that so mm-hmm. i think the biggest challenge is actually getting started and just doing the research because a lot of people get into analysis paralysis of like well yeah. when should i buy the amount of times i've had this conversation and people are like oh 
when should I buy? When's the right time? I'm like, now? <laughs> no, 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 no. You got Brexit. You got Corona. Oh you got something around the corner that we don't know is going to happen yet. It's like, no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And these people never end up investing. So um, I think it's getting started for most people. Awesome. Awesome. It sounds like people are just so paranoid and they feel like when they part their money, it's going to lose that value. It's just like stocks. A lot of people, yeah. they invest yeah. in stocks. Oh, it's gone down. Oh, oh, I failed. <laughs> it's just like this. people don't have that patience that's required to get to where you've got to. And you've gotten to a great place because you decided to take the plunge. You decided to be consistent. You decided to do your research. There's a lot of things that, that goes into it. And, and it's like you said, you have to definitely get started to doing it. So for beginners, what would you say is the best way to start your property investing journey? For me, for example, I want to get onto, you know, buying a second property, but that'll be my, my first investment. What would you, would you say in terms of helping us, you know, take that plunge? Yeah, I'd say start with your your goals. So mm -hmm. um, a, a lot of people um, might not necessarily link their life goals to their mm -hmm. investing goals. So yeah. I, I mentioned right at the beginning, for me, my goal is to replace my income. So mm -hmm. once I figured that out, it became very easy for me. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't necessarily, for example, I'm not going to get into property to just... Um, have it sit there and get to X in the future and then be like, oh, okay, you know, in the future it's worth a lot more and now I can yeah. take that money out. I'm not necessarily looking for capital appreciation. Obviously that's great. What yeah. I'm looking for is a yield income yeah. from rent. So start with your goals. So for example, if you're somebody watching right now and you go like, you know what, in the next two years, I want to go and do like missionary work in yeah. Cambodia. You're probably not going <laughs> to want to get a buy to let that you have to manage yeah. yourself you're not going to be here or yeah. um no so so link your life goals to to it and then you know if you're looking you're, you're either going to be looking for like income or capital appreciation or both um and also i'd say figure out if you're time poor or time rich and by that yeah. i mean you know if you have a busy job day to day you're probably not going to want to buy a property and do say like hmos um yeah and a hmo is a house where you have you know five rooms and you let them all out into individuals because that's a lot more work than a standard buy yeah. that. So work out your time and your goals and then once you know what that is yeah. start doing research you know so start watching um videos like this on youtube yeah uh, podcasts you know um property forums like property tribes and you know just learn it um and then just take the step because you're not going to know everything Mm -hmm. And it can be, you know, it is the scariest, probably the biggest purchase that most people make in a lifetime of house. Yeah. Um, but you have to get to a stage where, you know what, 70, 80% there, do it. You're not going to be 100% when you actually, you know, take that leap. Very few people are, but, you know, 70, 80% is good. It's about setting your goals, whether you want income, capital appreciation or both. Yeah. And then understanding how that works around your job effectively. Are you yeah. working a really busy nine to five or is it a bit more flexible so that you can fit your property investing into what your requirements are? I, I love that. I, that. That is sound advice. You know what? I never even thought about it like that, actually. I just thought about, you know, when when you're buying property just just to invest. But you're, you're absolutely right. I think for me personally, I'll probably look at, you know, getting income, not capital appreciation, because I think even though, you know, your property does double over every 10 years, I'd rather have that, you know, that passive income that you're yeah. that you're getting so 
with, with property, a lot of people have this sort of understanding or let's say misconception that you need to have a high salary to, to have a property. If you don't have a high salary, what would you say is the best way to get yourself into property investing? Yeah, if you if you don't have a high salary, um, you know, I think the the average wage in the UK is I think it's just over thirty grand. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, I mentioned that you know up north you can get new build one beds yeah. for like hundred k. You, you know you don't. <laughs> you know you don't have to wow. buy in the south or London. Mm-hmm. You can afford stuff, and yeah, that involves you getting on a train and going to a mm-hmm. scene that you've never seen before. But yeah. You know, these are these are the options that are available to us. And I tell you what, I, I'd put money on, you know, 10, 20 years from now, prices in places like Central Liverpool and Manchester being comparable to London. So now's a great time to get in. Um, so look, look outside of um, your catchment area or your local area if your area is very um, expensive. You can also look at, um, you know, partnering up with someone that you trust. Yeah. <laughs> someone yeah. that you trust putting your money together um, and doing it that way. But I think those are the main two ways that, that I would really recommend for somebody who's who's on a budget and wants to get into property investing. That is fantastic. I never knew that you could get new builds so cheap. Yeah, <laughs> In crazy. London, it's non-negotiable. It's not happening. It's not happening. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think people are just liking it like as if they're going on a trip, honestly. You're going on a nice field trip out of the country, you know, you can enjoy the sea. I'm pretty sure that, like, on all your travels, you probably, you know, had a day out there as well, you know, enjoy the oh, city, gone out to eat and stuff like that, which is which is what's so lovely about this. But people don't like to travel out of London, if you live in London. Yeah, you know, there's so much of, um, you know, UK alone to see, and I, I love it. It's, like, one of my favourite things to, like, hop on a train or jump in the car and just drive to another city and just see what it's like for the day and mm-hmm. no it's, it's it's like an adventure I, I love doing it but some people um they, they they need a bit of a mind shifting to be like what you're gonna go to another city that you don't know and buy a property there i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's crazy because when, when you say what you're saying it, it resonates with me so much because when i bought my first property the area that i'm living in it wasn't actually really my first choice where was my first choice was Greenwich where I was actually renting so oh you know I'd love to buy it there's no way I couldn't even afford it I couldn't even look at the price I was like no way even two zones out I couldn't afford it so I was like okay you know what this is what I want I need to move four zones out I need to sacrifice and ultimately I'm I'm better for it you know I didn't I I don't regret it at all um I managed to get a a good property at a good price and I think it's just about being flexible a lot more people need to be more flexible uh and you know just take the plunge because at the end of the day right like like Warren says Warren in you know a few years time he's going to be retired he's going to be a millionaire and you know he he took the plunge So there's been a lot of claims out there. I remember when I first got into, you know, property, before I even started looking at that property investing, there was a lot of claims out there that there was this potential where you could, you know, get onto the property ladder with with no money. Is that true to your knowledge? Um, With no money. So um, it it depends what they mean, because that people talk about this kind of no money down property strategy mm-hmm. and yeah that's quite a lot um 
within the rent to rent um, circles, um, yeah. which basically means that you don't own the property. You, okay. you use it like, you know, like I gave the example, my nightmare example, the guy yeah. he was using the property was using a no money down strategy, but okay. you know, that's another conversation for another time, but it's not really no money down because you do have to spend, um, yeah. you know, some money to actually do that strategy. Um, and I say yeah, prior to 2008, when I came into banking, there were what you called um, 100% mortgages. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy times, like, you know, um, yeah, people were, were, were buying houses with no money um, because, you know, the economy was booming and, um, you know, the, the price of property was going like that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I wish I was around. I wish that was going on now. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> get a house today with no money down and then sell it in six months and you've made like 10, 20, 30 grand. That, that, that was how the market was going. Um, wow. You know, and having been in banking, you know, for like uh, 13 years now and seeing how policies have changed, I, I'm not sure we'll see a time like that, but you never know. These things tend mm -hmm. to repeat themselves. But um, yeah, I can't think of any other strategies apart from the rent to rent one where where it's no money down that's what i thought because when i first initially heard about it, this was when i was a novice this is when i didn't know anything about about property and then i you know started asking a few friends that were into that and i started researching myself then i found out that it was actually rent to rent so it's like it's sort of misleading people to think that you can buy a property without no money when actually all you're doing is just renting off somebody else and even to do that it's so time consuming. If you've got a nine to five, it's more than likely you're not going to be able to, to do that. When are you going to be out there finding tenants? What, after, what, at 6, 6 p.m. when all the SA agents are closed? <laughs> so I tried that strategy, like, um, just to see what it was like for, like, these mm -hmm. six months. It is so time consuming. I, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it sounds like it because it sounds like, I don't even want to be rude to them, but some people say it's like being like a glorified estate agent <laughs> oh, essentially yeah so it's it's insane yes you can effectively you know make money from it if it's your own business oh, yeah. your professional you know you make the landlord happy and you make sure the tenants you're bringing in don't mess up the place but it's it's no easier than you know doing anything else in life if if that's what a lot of people think and that's what people think they think because it's free they think is an easier path to to riches essentially which is is so so <laughs> misleading yeah a lot of people unfortunately get sold on that and they think it's an easy way to get money but you know if there were easy ways to get money to make thousands of pounds per month everybody would be doing it and exactly exactly it's reality you know it's, yeah exactly and it's not fun if if it's like that you know at the same time you want to get to your goal you want to get to your goal gradually yes it should be challenging. It shouldn't be too challenging, but a lot of things are not too challenging. You know, the, this day and age, you can do it. It's just about you know studying, like like Warren said, watch videos like this, watch other education, save your money, develop a strategy, and then you're good to go. That is literally it. So Warren's giving you so 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 many gems. I hope I hope that you have heard what he said because this is somebody that has gone through this complete process and i mean to be honest you're making it sound so easy that you're making me want to like get into property investing i wanted you to leave three things that you think that would be needed for a beginner to start there in property investing journey i know that i'll ask you you know 
what's yeah. the best way but three things that you think that a person would need right now to be able to start their property investing journey yeah so the first thing is is education so mm-hmm. just just um you know once once you 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 watch videos like this on 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 Adam's channel channel and mm-hmm. you know you read a few books you listen to some podcasts it's it's hard it's a lot harder to fail uh, yep. when you have the knowledge because nobody can take that away from you exactly um, so um i would say that's probably been the most important thing the most beneficial thing for me and then um the two other things are more character traits but uh patience this isn't an overnight thing i said yeah. you know i was like this this journey began for me five years ago when i was ten thousand pounds in debt i had no property to my name wow. i had um I was burnt out. I didn't even really have a job. So you need patience. It's a long-term thing um, and also consistency. So again, I mentioned saving like religiously every month. And, you know, when you get to, you know, 20, 30 grand in the bank that you're going to use for a deposit, it is so tempting to be like, oh, you know what? I could do other <laughs> stuff. I could just like, you know, postpone it and I'll start. And, yeah. You know, you have to have, um, um, yeah, uh, consistency and discipline. So yeah, educate yourself, patience, consistency i love those three things thank you so much one you've given too many gems beyond the end i feel like i've learned so much from you know this half an hour conversation that we've just had and it's been brilliant i'm sure that the subscribers are gonna want you to come back they're gonna want you to do more videos like this talk a bit more about some of your strategies talk about a bit more about how you're generating income but please 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 do tell people about what you're doing what your next project is and your youtube channels are yeah i mean so uh, my youtube channel is warren gosling dash um so yeah i'm really starting to talk more around property on there so yeah if you want more content like this find me on there and also on instagram at warren gosling and yeah next up so property wise um and maybe we can do another video on this but i'm looking more into commercial property so i'm looking awesome. to go into um like shops um okay. and, and those kinds of properties um because yeah they offer different things especially from like a yield and income perspective so yeah. i'm really looking to do that next up north of course uh okay. but I'll, keep, I'll keep you guys posted on how that goes over the next um the next 12 to 24 months awesome awesome definitely would want to hear how your journey is going definitely would love to share your experiences with the subscribers because it's, it's great to to understand like what it takes to get into commercial properties is that even better than residential is it a bit more safer you know obviously after covid happened um you know all the other dif- different considerations that you have to have as well i'm sure i'm sure the subscribers are gonna love love hearing that so thank you so much for thank your you. time today warren i hope that you've enjoyed it i hope subscribers that you've definitely had your notepad out writing all of the gems that warren has just dropped because i've i've learned a lot i've got my notes ready so thank you again today warren (laughs) is there any last words that you got for the subscribers i know keep doing what you're doing bro i love what you're doing in town from the start i've learned so much from you you're saying you know you've learned from me property wise learn from you as it relates to stocks and investing and thank you, you know, the stock market so yeah man keep doing what you're doing and um yeah just making a difference out here so thanks for having me on thank you no no definitely i'm gonna have you on again it's not this is not um, one and done this is <laughs> at some point this might even be regular 
let's see how it goes this might be regular definitely definitely no definitely i'm like being so serious like i've learned so much and i feel like you know what you're doing is you are imparting so much knowledge on you know people that don't really have this sort of knowledge you know people like me and you you know you're black we're young we don't have this knowledge we don't get taught this knowledge and it's something that's very important for us to 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 build wealth so i'm loving what you're what you're doing keep going i'm gonna have you back on here again and thank you again for your time as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.